0: Hey people, welcome back. In this episode, we'll be talking about what to build or develop after you are done learning Salesforce.com and how to become a better Salesforce developer. Often, I get emails from people. Ask me to guide them on uh, what they should build or develop once after they are done learning Salesforce.com all by themselves, so they can sharpen their skills and uh, you know start applying for interviews. Initially, when I started getting these emails, what I used to do was I used to toss around uh, the ideas or thoughts that I had, and uh, used to send it back to them, and I used to uh, tell them to start working on that. And slowly, the volumes of emails asking the same question increased rapidly and i thought it is better i prepare a document and uh, you know jot down all the ideas that i get so that if someone emails me asking the same question i can just go ahead copy all these things paste it and you know send it back so i went ahead and i created a google sheet and i started pasting all the thoughts and ideas uh, that i started getting and it became a list of 10 to 15 ideas and i'm anticipating these emails help them a lot Because slowly I started getting thank you emails and appreciation emails from people that really made me happy. Going ahead, whenever I receive any emails of that sort, I'll just point them to this podcast and I hope that it will help them. And even before we try to spend some time on uh, the ideas or things that you can build, let us try to understand how to become a good Salesforce developer. And I'm going to share that one thing and that one thing which helped me a lot And which made me very good programmer on Salesforce platform is trying to understand or study peers code. This one thing really helped me a lot. People say you should write lots and lots of code to get a hang of it. I do accept with that. You need to write lots and lots of code to understand uh, many things, many underlying things. And the main advantage that I found following this approach is when I work on more and more side projects, my coding style was the same. I mean, it was not changing at all. Whenever I wanted to fetch some data and whenever I want to process it and whenever I want to, you know, make a wrapper class out of it, my coding standards were the same. It, were not, it was not changing at all. And eventually I started this habit of reading others code and trying to analyze it. And I found that they were writing things in a very different way when compared to how I was uh, writing. And uh, I did the most glorious thing, which is going ahead and trying to copy their code and their coding standard and eventually what happened was my code started performing better and i can say that it got optimized a lot more better whenever i had to work on any functionality the moment i kind of you know understood the functionality at the back of my mind i used to get reminded about me reading a repository pure code or a unmanaged package somewhere trying to do the same thing and i used to bookmark all these links so i used to go through my Bookmark manager link by link I used to get hold of the link. I used to understand the uh, code, analyze it, and I used to make use of it, customize it, and make sure that my functionality is built by using this code which I have saved as the foundation. And this kind of rapidly increased my pace of building things. And I also happened to study lots and lots of apps published in the App Exchange. And I used to pick and choose the apps. Uh, published by salesforce labs and i used to uh, understand them one such app is survey force when i was starting up i went through this app line by line and i kind of understood what they are trying to do and there were a couple of other apps on uh, calendar blocking functionality and one more app on uh, events i don't remember the name of the app but it has got something to do with the events as object this kind of helped me Uh, Understand some functionality better since the code was written by Salesforce Labs, uh, it was a lot more mature and it was tested and it was used by thousands of developers literally. And I can comfortably say I have spent thousands of hours trying to understand uh, multiple apps, their coding standards, and soon it became very easy for me to build up things really soon. This is one such quality or attribute which helped me become a you know mature Salesforce developer from being a average Salesforce developer. As I've mentioned earlier, it is not a mandate that this should work for you also. But as I've told you, can just give it a try. And now let us go ahead and let us try to discuss about few ideas on which you can start working. And one such idea is you can try fetching multiple records from an uh, object and try to display it in editable mode, which is all the fields will be in editable mode and try to add some checkboxes beside each and every row. So that user can go ahead and he can select few rows and he'll go ahead and he'll make few amendments to the existing values. And the moment he clicks on save button, all the rows which are checked should be updated back in the backend. So this is one such functionality uh, which you can try building. And if you are a beginner, this will be kind of tricky, but I'm sure you can figure it out. And in a way, I can say that this is not an advanced functionality to build. Uh, Rather, it is an intermediate functionality that you can work on. And also, when you try to work on this functionality, make sure that you include few lookup fields uh, in the editable form because we don't want to display 15-digit or 18-digit IDs uh, in the editable format. Rather, we want to display the name of the records. That is one thing that you can go ahead and try. And the second thing is, try to create a wrapper class with values from different objects and its fields and try to create a list of lists. And then finally try to display it in the VF page. I can say this is kind of an advanced functionality. And if you're a beginner, I wouldn't suggest jumping on to something called working on wrapper uh, classes. Whereas if you're someone who's kind of good with VF and Apex, then you can go ahead and try to work on this. And the next such idea would be you can try to programmatically create a chatter post and along with creating a chatter post or inserting a chatter post, try to add mention a user. And I'll give you a hint. You have to make use of something called Chatter Connect API for it. And the rest, I'll leave it to you so that you can do some R&D and, you know, uh, make your hands dirty and figure it out. And if you're a beginner, I wouldn't suggest you working on this thing. Maybe if you're good with VF and Apex, then you should try something like this. And the next functionality that you can work upon is you can try building something like an Excel sheet where you have uh, two buttons, say add and remove. Whenever you click on add, a new row will be added. Whenever you click on remove, that row will be removed. And uh, you can also try to have a pick list with all the object names in it. And then you can go ahead and give some values to maybe four or five fields. And whenever you click on save button, these multiple records should be saved into the S object and you can hard code the S object in the back end. That is completely fine. And if you're someone who's new to Apex or VF, then I would suggest you can, you know, try working on something like this because it doesn't fall under uh, advanced Apex or something of that sort. And if you want to work on slightly complex apps, then I would suggest that you can build a mini marketing platform where you can send emails. And you can make use of third-party mailing API, say Mailgun or or uh, SendGrid or something of that sort. And this also includes integration, which again falls under uh, very advanced Apex. And then the functionality includes sending emails, tracking them and creating basic reports, which includes number of clicks, number of opens and things like that, So which is basically a mini marketing platform. It is really hard, but then Uh, Yeah, you can build it out by using something called integration. And one more such complex app would be uh, working on Google Maps. Let me go ahead and split different tasks within this working on Google Maps thing. So you can fetch a list of addresses on a S object and try to point them on Google Map. So all you need to do is you need to uh, get a map canvas and you need to fetch list of records which has got address in it. And uh, if you have got you know 10 addresses, then you need to show 10 pointers on a Google Map Canvas. That is one functionality or task. And the next thing can be uh, maybe you can try customizing the red pin uh, that you get by default to something uh, like yellow or green, or or you can try changing the text on the pin, say alphabet A or B or you know something of that sort. And the next functionality within this Google Maps. App can be highlighting the address bubble once a user clicks on the uh, pointer on the red pin that you that you see in Google map that is something that you can try exploring and the next task or functionality can be you can try fetching addresses from multiple objects and display them on the map maybe you can color code them one color for each s object and for this you would definitely need something called wrapper classes and the next functionality can be Display the addresses beside the map, and whenever the address is clicked, try to fetch the map to the center of the map canvas and try to display the address bubble. And once this thing is done, you can also look at building a store locator, which is nothing but you'll have a map canvas, you'll have a picklist value beside it, which says 5 kilometers, 10 kilometers, 50 kilometers, and 100 kilometers, and it will also highlight your existing location. And the moment you choose distance or radius, from the picklist value say 50 kilometers you can try to fetch list of all the stores within the radius of uh, 50 kilometers or 25 kilometers the value that the user has chosen in the uh, picklist value and you also need to make sure that you have data models supporting this functionality and these are few things that you can build using vf and apex classes and coming to lightning usually what i suggest is you can go ahead and try building clones clones for existing platforms like yelp.com, uh, reddit.com, dribble.com, so on and so forth. Building clones helps you understand a lot more things than just trying to develop a standalone functionality. If you follow my building reddit clone mini series, you'll understand what I'm saying. And one of my such experiences is, I understood the life cycle of lightning framework better when I was working on reddit.com uh, clone Rather than reading the documentation and other things. In case you have not checked it out, uh, kindly check it out. It really helps you a lot. And just like Reddit, you can go ahead and you can build clones like Yelp, uh, Dribbble, maybe Trello and uh, things like that. So these are my thoughts on uh, building apps with Lightning Framework. So this is all I have got to say when it comes to ideas for your side projects and how to become a better Salesforce developer and I'll be coming back to you with a new episode, new topic. Stay tuned.